0: SA Worship Conference 2023,
1: Session Three. Morning, everyone. This is so good. You know, normally I actually have my own room now at uh, the Trinity College, and I uh, got to know the reception people really well. So uh, obviously Stephen and Joe and family are here, and uh, so this is actually my my London residence. <laughs> So, uh, it's great to be with you. Nick's been telling me all about what's been happening uh, this weekend. Um, I've actually just come from, uh, it's called Mission Worship. So, there was a worship weekend in Eastbourne. Eastbourne is where I live. Um, it's not all old people. although <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, and, um, I'm there and uh, this weekend uh, they had a mission worship. So, it was about 450 worship leaders, worship teams together. And it was fantastic. So it was called Fresh Encounter. And so, yeah, it was good. Lots of people getting fresh encounters with God. And uh, I was asked to do some teaching on songwriting and some songs. So um, just to introduce myself a little bit. Um, So my mom and dad, officers. And, um, you know, had the adventure of being an officer's kid. Six primary schools. So um, I'm not shy. (laughs) <laughs> so I got used to like um, moving to a different place and uh, in fact um, and actually it was an amazing thing uh, last week um, I went to Joy Webb's um, Thanksgiving service as we say and uh, when I, was, when I actually was six years old uh, mum and dad took me to see this band called The Joy Strings and uh, it's funny just even then I knew what I wanted to do when I saw the joy strings leading and singing, um, I can still remember as a young kid thinking, this is, this is what, it just touched me, like really touched me. And I felt, okay, this is what I want to be involved in, want to be involved in God's music. And uh, so um, when I was about 11 years old, and my mom and my grandmother bought me a guitar, acoustic guitar. I think it was in a jumbo sale. So I came in, as you say, ICI, and um, and so and uh, so I learned to play my acoustic guitar to um, the joy strings and the Beatles. So that was my my training, and um, yeah, and then we're, I was in different, as they call, rhythm groups, and we made a lot of rhythm. <laughs> and um, so yeah, the last group I was in was a band called Saband. So yeah, it was good times, and uh, I used to sing a lot with my sister and uh, but the incredible thing Joy Webb was such an encouragement to us, and so I just really wanted to honor her uh, last week and um yeah, so so special, so special and um so what happened was that uh, i was we were actually at nonhead core, and it was just a very remarkable season, just a Remarkable time. Um, John and Anne Reid were there. David Taylor, the, Pipe, Daniel, uh, the Pipers, the Hudson. There's just, just a great time when everybody's together in one place. And um, But then what ha- I was working in a recording studio in London. And then what happened, God called me to st- uh, work at the studio in Eastbourne, uh, called ICC Studios. And um, w- I was a bit nervous. I didn't want to leave London. You know, I thought going to ICC was going to be like going to the training college. Um, <laughs> so our Bible college, something like that. So anyway, when I got there, um, I hadn't realized this, but what ha- what happened was the first project that I worked on was Graham Kendrick's first worship album. So I kind of walked into this moment in, if you want to say, church history, where this um, you start of this new worship songs, new Everything was starting, and so I was, kind of God put me in, in that place, and I was able to pass on, you know, play a part in that. And so the last forty years has really just been working with worship leaders, and just encouraging worship in uh, this nation, different nations, different places. So I'm so I'm so happy today to be back here because this is my this is my roots. And uh, it's a great line, isn't it? If you cut yourself off from your roots, you don't grow. And so, uh, you know, we've very intentionally stayed very connected to the Army and w- what God's doing here. And whenever there's a moment, we you know, we will showcase it. So, again, I had the privilege of um, being part of the uh, U.K. blessing. And um, so, uh, yeah, definitely bring the Army in, <laughs> make sure it's a good place. And, the, you know, to see... So people can see what's happening, Do you know. Lots of people. Even even yesterday, I was with a lady called Lucy Grimble, and she said when, and she I thanked her for being part of the UK blessing, and then she said when these guys from the Salvation Army start to singing she every time I start to cry. So uh, it was just so just powerful, and John Mark and I we worked on a, a song for the Queen's Platinum Jubilee called Rise Up and Serve, and so we were able to. Um, um, yeah, involved Regent Hall band, and so whenever there's an opportunity, just you know, blend it. And there's a great verse, isn't there, from the life of actually the life of Jesus, and and he says he blessed whatever he saw the Father doing. So my eyes are always, always my tenor is always up, you know, to see what is God doing, you know, how can I bless the, what the Father's doing, and so wherever that is. You know, I had the joy, really, of being um, involved with Soul Survivor since it started. And uh, these cheeky young guys um, came along. And, um, you know, I've been working with Matt Redmond since he was 17. And uh, Tim Hughes since he was 16. So, so so proud of them. And just to play a part in seeing them grow up and become who they are. But, um but I'm, this is like an ordained moment today. You know, I was saying to Nick and the guys earlier on, this is a significant weekend. And I'm so glad that you're here. And I hope you understand the significance of t- today and this weekend and um, what God wants to do and all the new things he wants to unleash, really, from today. Do you know what I mean? And uh, there's a moment, isn't it? That sometimes there's like a little, like a Red Sea moment. There's like a landmark. There's like a line in the sand. Okay. That was the past now's the future okay and now this is today today is the future isn't it today is that the new um an opportunity for the new to come and so just got to step in to that um i was going to read just a, a little funny story well i think it's funny but so this is i wrote this book while I was it took me so long to, it's called missing jewel so uh, you know A.W. Tozer in 61 said that worship is the missing Joe in the evangelical church. And so there's a story of how worship was restored to the church. And it took me so long to write it that um, I thought, my friend said it was, he thought it was called the missing book. <laughs> That's why we called it the missing Joe. So anyway, um, but this, I was working with Graham. I'll just tell you a short story. I was working with Graham Kendrick. And... Uh, So we did about two or three albums together. And then he said to me, "Um, Les, I've got this crazy idea. I goes, Graham, what's that? You know, I love crazy ideas. So I said, Graham, what's this crazy idea? I said, Les, I'm thinking about taking praise and worship on the streets. And I went, Graham, you know the Salvation Army been doing that for 100 years. (laughs) He goes, no, I want want to do it. I want want to do it. Anyway, so so he started to write these songs. And... um, uh, the first album was actually called Carnival of Praise because it would be like a street carnival. And um, But we couldn't use the word carnival for the world because of connotations. So we actually changed it to March for Jesus. So it became March for Jesus. And so it was amazing because all of this stuff that I'd learned, being in the army, being on the streets, this stuff, I was able to bring into this March for Jesus movement. So... So I felt that was a, that was a good moment, in um, God using uh, you know my upbringing, if you say that, but this, but God just used this thing in, a, in an amazing way, and um, so people you know we recorded these March for Jesus albums and these songs, and the church began to to take praise and worship on the streets. So from this crazy idea. <laughs> Uh, march for Jesus went global. And it's, I've got, just read this from uh, this book, whoever it is, yeah. from this book. It says, uh, another highlight for the global March for Jesus in 1994, which saw a, mar- a march happen in every time zone in the world, involving 10 million Christians from uh, over 170 nations. It says, between the first mar- March in 1987 and in the last In 2000, an estimated 60 million people in 180 nations took to the streets to pray uh, praise and demonstrate their faith. And the Brazilian church adopted the march as their carnival, and the result is 1.2 million Christians taking to the streets every year to celebrate. Even now in Sao Paulo, one of the largest cities in the world, March with Jesus is a public holiday. It's amazing, isn't it? Absolutely crazy. So, um, yeah, so God can take these moments, crazy ideas. And uh, so it's been a joy to, to see that those things happen. And uh, But I hear the weekend's gone great. I hear the weekend is gone well. Geraldine and Carrie are just gems, aren't they, as well. And uh, I know they've got good hearts, great hearts. So... You're ready to do a little bit of studying this morning? We'd study for a few minutes and then just ask the Lord to do some things. Um, I've been asked to speak today on um, spirit-filled worship. So, uh, actually, let's, let's uh, uh, read a scripture or two. Um, John, if we can go to John 4. I um, just want you to know uh, that the Bible is now available in print. <laughs> Just for really, for others using your phones. In fact, I think there's some of the bookshop too. <laughs> That's funny. So John four, um, uh, verse twenty three and twenty four. Here we go. It says, "Yet a time is coming." And has now come when the true worshippers will worship the Father and in the spirit and in truth. For they are the kind of worshippers the Father seeks. God is spirit and his worshippers must worship in spirit and in truth. Okay. So what's, what's always amazing for me about that is that, um, that the Father is seeking true worshippers. That, so that's, I mean, I guess can't even can't get my head around that thing where God is almost like looking around the earth to say, where where is the people that would come and worship me in spirit and in truth? And so, and, and for me, that was, I want to be that person. I want to be that person who, you know, who pleases God, who um, um, loves, God knows that I love him. We have a relationship. He speaks to me. I speak to him. I sing to Him, He sings over me, and uh, He guides me, and um, and but He knows that I, I'm worshiping Him in spirit. It's not just a, a truth thing. It's not just like I know who You are. I've read your book. Do you know what I mean? It's not just that, okay? It's just it's not. And I've studied. you, It's not. I've just studied You. it's I know You, and that those moments of intimacy of us and God are key for us being worshippers. You know that. Even as, lead, as when we lead worship, we can only take people where we are, where we've been. Do you know what I mean? And so, um, so I had this really interesting thing working with Graham Kendrick. And obviously I've been brought up, Christian, home, everything. And uh, I was working on these records with him. And then, but he wouldn't, at first he wouldn't let me, well, he said to me, I, I don't want you to produce this worship album. I went, Okay. And then when we'd worked on a couple more projects together, I said, Graham, why didn't you ask me to be, to produce that worship album? And he says, Les, because you weren't a worshiper yet. It's amazing, isn't it? So even though you have the ability to be a great musician, you know, play everything, play really well, you know, if you don't have the heart of a worshiper, it's not. that's not going to happen. Do you know what I mean? And so... I don't know if you've seen these people who like were, um, you know, like I could say, they're great on their instrument, but they're just playing all the wrong things. Do you know what I mean? They're almost like become a distraction. And uh, so that's, um, that's big, that was a kind of a big lesson for me. And so almost like I had to go away and become a worshiper. Not, not so that I could produce his albums, but... But it was just so you know. He, no, he challenged me. He challenged me, Les. Are you a true worshiper, or is this just what you do? And um, so that that was like a wow. Okay. And um, so it was important for me to learn that. So I said, okay, so how can how can I be a true worshiper? How can I do that? And so I would just spend time with God, just on my own. And fortunately, I was living in Eastbourne, so long walks along the seafront, you know, all those things. And, um, and then I'd sometimes I would just take days away where I'd basically just fast and pray and just be with God and just sing to him and read, read through psalms, you know, just become a worshiper. And then I would study the life of David. You know, I studied the life of David and I'd just said, wow, this guy this is amazing, this guy. And, and uh, you know, he was a musician, could play skillfully, play the harp. He played the harp and it changed the atmosphere of the whole room. And so I think you know I want to be like that. And so I would study, and then I would just I became intimate with God, and then I became to, and then I would worship Him, and um, just we'd have the best, you know, we'd have amazing times together, really. And I just pour out my heart to Him and just say, God, I just need You, and I, you know, I, I'm sorry for, for not. Showing that affection and thanks and all these things to you earlier, but here I am, and um, just you know, and even even if we go back to the commandment, love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, and soul. And so I was like pouring out love, pouring out love, adoration, and worship to Him. And um, yeah, and it was it was beautiful moments, and uh, but I wanted to be almost like God. Um, if God's seeking the earth for true worshipers, I wanted to be that man. I wanted to be that person that God said, "I found you. I found a person who's gonna love me. I'm gonna find a person who's gonna serve me." So, uh, one more story, one more lesson, if you want to say that. So, so after working at this recording studio in in Eastbourne, I got this um, phone call to say, "Would you?" Would you come and play bass guitar in this rock band? So uh, it wasn't heavy metal, so it was all right. <laughs> so it was. Uh, so I went to basically I went to Germany, and I went to play in this uh, band. All the band were Christians, and and we had a mainstream record deal. So it was just a great experience, and we played all these music clubs, arenas, and sometimes stadiums. But it was just a great time, and. But then they that came to an end, and um, and I met a couple of people who come up to me, a couple of prophetic words, saying, um, you know, God can't do any more with your life till you start out these two things. Uh, one of them was my relationship with my girlfriend, so I married her. <laughs> so that one out. And um, the other one was I want you to find a church and a pastor. So I went to see this guy, and I said, you know, I'd love you to be my pastor. And he goes, well, that's fine, but I'm just about to move to Eastbourne. And uh, I went, oh, okay. I said, well, I know Eastbourne because of the studio. And I said, but it's not really the rock and roll capital of the world. So, but he said, well, i come. So I came down and we, everything was working. And then he said, because he was actually, he, he knew this, he'd been involved in Saoich Army," So he said to me, Les, you need to put your roots down. There's time now for you to put your roots down. And he said, so I don't want you to travel. I don't want you to travel for a few months. So I turned down some work uh, just to, be, to put roots down in Eastbourne. Then, <laughs> then um, this lady came up to me at the end of the church, and she said, how are you getting on? How are you getting on, Les? I goes, I'm doing fine. You know, um, I'm just settling in. And she said, well, would you like to come to, for, to help me with my garden? And I went okay. And I said I'm not very good at gardening, but I'll come. And and she offered me some food, so it was it was good. So um, so I went to um, to to see her. And uh, and anyway, we so while I was doing her garden, this old lady next door said, "Oh, hello, young man. Uh, would you mind doing my garden?" <laughs> and I went uh, okay. And she offered me some money, so that was even better. So um. So I, I was doing her garden, this old lady's garden. But I was having this massive argument with God. Like a really big argument. And uh, I said, God, you know, um, six weeks ago I was playing in this rock band in stadiums. And now I'm doing old ladies' gardens. So I said, you know, really, like, what's going on? But I said a bit louder than that. And, um, but what I felt the Lord say to me, he said, Les, I haven't called you to be a star. I've called you to be a servant. And uh, I, was, I was pulling the weeds out of the garden. God was pulling the weeds out of me. And so he basically taught me that what, this is not about me. Okay, this is not about me. This is about him and about me serving him and all these things. You know, you, learn, you know, learn about just being, becoming a worshiper. You because know, the thing about to it's being about being a servant, uh, the, the someone who ministers, minister is service, Minister is servant. Okay, so that that's this kind of same word, and so as we serve God, we minister to Him, and uh, you know, and so that was an important part, and even the whole thing of just you know, we sang that song this morning. We know, you know, who I am, and I know who I am, and when you, you know that you're chosen. And you're a priest of God. You're not just a player, but you're a priest. You're not just a singer, but you're a priest who can minister to God. So all these things were were just great things for me to learn. But the heart really was so what I'm saying it, sorry, is to become a true worshiper. Okay, so and that, I feel that's what God is calling us to be. He's calling calling us to be true worshipers. And I said that they worship him in spirit and in truth. Okay. So how do we learn to worship in the spirit? All right? Any 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 calls any suggestions from anyone? Yeah, that's what I think. The overflow. Any others? Yes. Very good. Just one more. Learn how to worship in the spirit. Yes, very good, very good. You know, there's there's uh, when you know when we praise God. I, I love that verse. It says, "When God inhabits the praises of His people." Okay, so when we praise God, God comes, and it says in this, that scripture, isn't it? God is spirit. Actually, what's really interesting is, it's God is spirit, and He says. His worshipers must worship in spirit and truth so it's not like I think you should or I think it'd be really good or even God to say uh, I'd really like you if you did he doesn't say that he said must okay so it's not like it's not that you, know, you can't negotiate okay this is if you're going to be a worshiper it must be in spirit and in truth okay must capital m you know those emails you get and some words are capitals It's that it's that email from god so um so we it's, it's like a commandment isn't it it's like a commandment we must worship in spirit and in truth so okay so how do we move from being formal to freedom yeah million dollar question this morning and um wow so because it says you know where the spirit of the lord is there is freedom and uh and nothing can of stops freedom like being formal okay so how do we you know how do we see more of the holy spirit freedom where we are okay so well this is gonna be fun isn't it this one <laughs> no but so how, how do we see that come do you see that come so do you know sometimes um well there's there's certain i would say worship leaders also but there's certain moments when you know something's going to happen you don't know what's going to happen but something's going to happen it's almost like that excitement isn't it that excitement in the room wow uh, i don't know what's going to happen but something's going to happen and then oh what's going to happen now do you mean it's just not or or those moments where Okay, we've got structure in place, but we're willing to like break out of this, you know, and being open to what the Holy Spirit wants to do and to lead. And um, yeah. You know, we say being led, being led by the Holy Spirit. But it's interesting with the Holy Spirit because He kind of disrupts things. You know, He He actually takes you some things places that you didn't think you were going to go and uh and that was another thing you know we talked earlier about you know you said about the intimacy getting to know god it says actually you get to know his voice and you get to know his leading so when god says um go this way and um so and obviously that applies in our life has some amazing situations um you know, I felt God told me to go to Brazil. Um, and my wife said, uh, why why Brazil? I said, well, I want to go to March for Jesus Brazil. And she says, but there's a March for Jesus in London. And I said, no, but, that, you know. Anyway, so, but you hear from God, don't you? And you learn to read that. And, um, but the great thing about, you know, what the Holy Spirit is, it's like an adventure. That's what I'm saying. So even that stuff with with Graham Kendrick, where he said, I've got this crazy idea. It's like you going on an adventure. When God says something, like even with Nick, with this weekend, like we're going to go on an adventure, aren't we? We're going to go on this adventure together. And, um, there's nothing like going on an adventure with friends. Is there? Like we're going to do this together. Even like a church plan or whatever. We're going to go, we're going to go, going to do this together. And, uh, it's like that with the Holy Spirit. And, um, the um, the, th- the thing about, um, you know, as we, we, we experienced a bit later today, you actually have to give the Holy Spirit room to move. Okay, so my friend, he says this great line, the more you wait, the more he does. So, and the thing that we're not very good at, or sorry, what I'm not very good at, is actually just leaving space. Just like okay, I'm gonna leave space, and see what happens. And and so we're and then we're not used to that. We're absolutely you know not used to that. And sometimes, um, but we have to leave that. We have to we have to leave the space. And um, what happens even even when in our songs, uh, sometimes you know like we'll almost like a holy moment, and we'll just. So stay there, and then what happens? Is like a spontaneous song comes, or someone has a word, someone shares a scripture, someone prays out. But if we don't leave that space, that won't happen. And so, so, so we we go into lead worship or part of worship, but then we're also in this place where, oh God, you're in this thing, you're in this tension where I'm I'm I think I've got these songs, these are the songs I felt for today, but then anything can happen. And then I'm in, we're, Judith and I are, we're in a church where everybody, everybody takes part. So, you know, that, you know, the scripture, everyone bring a song, everyone bring a scripture, everyone, they bring a prayer. We're in one of those kind of churches. And so, so you can have your set list, but then what happens is someone else starts a song up. And then you have to go with that. And then that usually leads to another song. Oh, but that's not on our list. Okay. And um, so, so, you know, I think there has to be that freedom. Jimmy. You know, and uh, I was saying to to John Moore earlier today. You know, I, I was, the sweetest. Some of my sweetest memories are the wind up, wind up meetings, on a Sunday night, when it was just spontaneous, spontaneous. So how can we, you know, how can we be spontaneous in the Holy Spirit, Do you know, and in that moment where, um, like I said, anything could happen. And that's that's what we dream for, isn't it? That our heart is that, that we it's not just a program, but we our our, our cry is a holy uh, spirit breakout. That's our cry, spirit breakout. You know, sound of heaven touching earth, and so so we live in that tension of um, what we prepared, but also expectation of what the Holy Spirit wants to do. And the amazing thing about the Holy Spirit, he wants to do more than we can imagine. Ephesians 3, verse 20. God wants to do more than we can imagine. So we've got this imagination for the Sunday morning. It's going to be I've done this preparation. done that. But God's got even more than we can imagine to do. And if we leave room for him, then it will come. So, um, and uh, it's really awkward. It's, oh silence is so awkward and uh but if you're thinking yeah i think i think this is okay the good news is that no one died, okay, but we went for it okay and if you don't if you don't go for it then um it's a great thing isn't it uh f- uh faith is spelled r i s k i mean so it's always a bit risky and it's um um Better to do that. Um, and then the other, the other thing I I've, I've felt to share um, was um, uh, is learning to play skillfully as a musician. Okay? So, and to lead skillfully. So, in Psalm, 30, Psalm 33, again, it's one of those, it's not a suggestion from God. It's actually a command. Play skillfully. So, part of skillful, is, as we all know, is practices you know, we have lots of practices and then but what happens is we need to learn to be skillful in the holy spirit so that so when when we minister, when we play out like today when we play out or when we play our instruments that they minister to people so my story was how many people know Raul Raul Oliveira so he'd be the trumpet player you know that was at roots for Many years. Just a great, great guy. Anyway, so it was actually Graham Kendrick's, uh, I think it was one of those, like, 50 years, 50 years of music, or one of those special occasions. And uh, and we actually had a, a Union Chapel. I don't know if you know people know Union Chapel. It's a beautiful venue, North London. Uh, beautiful acoustics. Anyway, so so Graham led this song, and... Uh, and then Raul was playing trumpet. So he's, so anyway, at the, at the end of a song, he launches into this playing spontaneously over everybody. Anyway, the sound was so beautiful and resonating that it went on for a long time. Like it really went on for a long time. And my boss was looking at me going, <laughs> and I'm going, there's nothing I can do. He's, he's up there playing and you mean, ministering. So and he, and I could tell that Rao was getting carried away with the sound of the building. And anyway, so it probably went on a little bit long, longer than it should have. But anyway, so but I had invited um, this guy called David Tavener. And David was at that time head of Songs of Praise. So I invited him to come to this event. Anyway, uh, from Manchester. Anyway, about two, you know, so Ra had eventually finished this thing and my boss... Kinda looked at me. Anyway, so anyway, so um, anyway, three days later, um, I ring David Taverner. I said, "David, thank you so much for coming. I know it was a bit of a trip." And he says, "Les, you know, I didn't want to be there. I didn't want to be there. I just had the worst week, and then on Friday it was just that was the worst day of all. And I'm driving down from Manchester, thinking I don't want to be. I just so much going on." Anyways, I got there, he said, and I was just sitting there thinking, I should be trying to sort this out. He said, Les, and then Rao started to play. And he says, then the whole thing just lifted. And the whole thing got sorted. So there was just that moment, isn't there? Where we become almost like anointed by the Holy Spirit in our playing. And that's something that we become skillful at. But it's something the Lord wants to teach us to be. Because the great. The amazing thing about the army is we're so amazing at being musicians and singers. But the Lord, I feel the Lord even wants to add more and more anointing on it. So that even wherever you are, wherever you play, you see the atmosphere change. And you see people healed. And you see things, heaviness lifted. You know, a garment of praise landing. And so... It's not just, you know what I'm saying? The other thing was um, to encourage you in is that the song is not king. Okay? The song, song, when we sing a worship song, the song is like a launch pad. So what happens is that we tend to just do the song. Okay, and we finish the song. That was it. But the thing is to really linger there for a while and just to see okay is there something more to come there's something more to come so let's you know maybe one of the lines like i was saying earlier this morning one of the lines is like a key line in the song that really you felt the holy spirit on so you want to come back to that line do you know what I mean it's just not the straight arrangement that's what i'm saying and it's just at the moment where that's what i'm saying we You go, okay, Holy Spirit, what do you want to emphasize now in this song? Or what do you want to emphasize in this moment? And there's a beautiful phrase, isn't there? Anything that can be spoken can be sung. So even that moment where it doesn't, you know, even if it's a prayer, it doesn't have to be spoken. We can start to sing out that prayer. So and then what happens is that, again, it just brings freedom. And it uh, stops things from um, being so, I would say, programmed. Do you know, So just constantly thinking, you know, keep it, uh, keep it, um, it's funny, informal is it the opposite of formal. So how do we keep informality? The reason, the way we can do it is with the Holy Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit brings freedom so it's okay everyone we're all good yeah so you know the good thing for me about worshiping in spirit and truth was just this whole thing of just like reading the word of god and then and then singing a response okay so the revelation that god gives you um you know then you sing that response I just learned learn just to st- to start singing out to God, in in our own times with Him. Good, but there's nothing like being filled with the Holy Spirit. Yeah, and we and we just, it's funny, and we we, um, we leak. <laughs> I leak. Sorry, I don't mean to be rude, um, but. I, it's just that uh, I, I, you know, there's basically God fills me. I ask God to fill me with the Holy Spirit, and then, the, but we need to be kept on being filled up, don't we? And uh, so I feel, I feel that the Lord wants to, yeah, just pour His Spirit out on you today. And uh, Lord, the Holy Spirit does so many things, doesn't He? So, in one way, He He equips us. You know, there's great scriptures in um, Hebrews. God will equip you with every good thing to do your will, to do His will. So, so there's those moments, and so we we you know, we can't do this on our own. Whatever we're trying to do, we we don't can't do it on our own. And then, uh, probably one of the final pictures I was from Acts two, uh, John Mark had this thing. There's a Pentecost moment, isn't there? When it says... uh, Sorry, I'm just going back to my iPhone. (laughs) It says, They were all together in one place. It says, Suddenly a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house while they were sitting. It says, All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began speaking other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. And And then it goes on to say, In these last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. He says, your sons and your daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. Even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days. And they will prophesy. I will show wonders in the heavens above and signs on the earth below. Blood and fire and billows of smoke. The sun will be turned into darkness and the moon to blood. Before the coming of the great and glorious day of the Lord. And it says, Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. So, um, and this is a good moment, isn't it? Like the worshipers are, are gathered together, uh, as in the days of Pentecost. And, um, you know, it's been good just, um, I heard such great reports about yesterday. You know, we're all together, you know, in one mind, you just wanna see the worship of God increase worship of God, move forward, and, um, and I, re- I really believe this is a new day, you know, you know the scripture I had this morning, uh, was Isaiah 43, behold, I do a new thing, behold, I do a new thing, do you not perceive it, so I believe God is doing a new thing, um, but I just believe that we need uh, the Holy Spirit for that to happen, and we, and uh we just, you know, it's one of those things. It's not like I was saying earlier. It's not about us. It's not about us. It's God moving through us. So, so what well I wanted to ask you to, if you can, if you want to be filled with the Holy Spirit, just to stand, just open your arms, and just receive from Him today. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Now, do you want to come play first? us? Yeah. Hmm. Why don't we sing um, uh, Holy Spirit? You are welcome here first. Be given to Winston. Yeah. Lord, we just thank you for again for the gift of your Holy Spirit. I thank you for the picture of Pentecost when they were all together in one place, like we are today, and I said, and you poured your spirit out, and you filled your d- disciples, you filled your worshipers with your life, and so Lord, we just say that today, we just say, come Holy Spirit, just pour yourself out into every individual here today, just equip them, Lord, and just fill them with it, almost like a new love for you, Lord, I just pray that, that today we'll be found to be true worshippers, Lord Jesus, who worship you in spirit and in truth. Lord, let's just come, Holy Spirit, and fill each one. And uh, just fill them with the gifts, Lord, that you have for them. Just pray for, even as you fill the people with your Holy Spirit, there'll be like a new intimacy, Lord Jesus, with you. And a new anointing in our playing, a new anointing in our singing, new anointing in who we are. And, um, Lord, you just, just say that we love you. And, uh, Lord, just pray also for a release of uh, spontaneous songs to you. Oh, Lord, help us to sing out our words of love. Help us just, learn to um, lear- learn to know your voice clearly, Lord, so we can be led by the Holy Spirit. Yeah. But just, let's sing, Holy Spirit, you're welcome here. Yeah, and just pour out your Holy Spirit on, on these people, Lord, today. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Hmm. Thank you, Lord. I'm just going to read a, a word that few for us today. Um, See, I'm doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? He says, I'm making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. And he says, to, um, to give drink to my people, my chosen. He says, the people I formed for myself, that they may proclaim my praise. And Lord, we just say that we, we accept your forming work in our lives. And we know that the, the unfilling of the Spirit is just part of that forming. And so, so form in us, Lord, a people that will proclaim your praise. Just have your way in our lives. We surrender to you today also. And just say, here we are, ready to be used by you. Have your way. Let your kingdom come. Let your spirit break out wherever we go. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen.
0: Amen. Um, John Mark, could you put that Isaiah 43, 40, whatever it was, uh, back up there? Um, See, I'm doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do not perceive it. I'm making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. And Jesus, uh, on the last and greatest day of the festival, stood up in a crowd and he said, um, Whoever believes in me, from that person, streams of living water will flow out. And he was referencing this and he was referencing Ezekiel thirty-seven, forty-seven, where there's this temple. Ezekiel has this vision of a temple with a river running out from the threshold of the temple, running out from the presence of God that um, runs all the way to the Dead Sea and brings it to life. And there's this picture that God has of his spirit in us, pouring out from us. Bringing life to the dead places around us, bringing life to the wasteland, making the dead places full of life, full of fruitfulness. And gosh, don't we need that in our world, in our core, in the church? Don't we need streams of living water? And Jesus, I believe, is saying to us today, let me pour out streams of living water from you to bring life to the dead places. Let me, and it's not about you doing something really difficult. It's about me bringing life. It's about my spirit flowing from you. So I, I wonder if, um, just to, uh, to lean into what God's saying, if we can just get together in groups of three, two or three people. And I wonder if we can um, just really gently pray for each other. Uh, for these streams of living water. Place our hands on each other's shoulders if we're comfortable doing that and just say, Holy Spirit, would you come and would you fill us so that as you flow out through us, there is life, life, and more life breaking out all around us. Is that okay if we take uh, four or five minutes just to pray for each other in groups of two or three, um, that the Holy Spirit would come and streams of living water would come and bring life to the wasteland around us? Let's, Let's just do that in small groups just now.
1: Uh, just before we ra- uh, sing a final song, I just wanted to share a uh, scripture. Um, there was basically uh, Ezekiel, Ezekiel 37, where it talks about the dry bones. And, uh, you know, the, the, so basically what happened, there was this valley of dry bones, and then it said that the Holy Spirit was poured out, breathed life, it says, breathed life into these dry bones. And these dry bones became joined together, And then it said, from being almost like dead, that these dry bones rose up and became a mighty army. That's actually the scripture. It became a mighty army. And I pray that over you. And I pray that over the movement. And that the Holy Spirit will again be poured out. And uh, places where it's been dry will will again, as we said in, in the scripture, The wastelands will streams will go into the wastelands, and basically it will rise up a mighty army. I pray that in the name of Jesus. Amen. For more information,
0: visit salvationist.org.uk.